Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Let's pray. Lord, thank you again that we can be here. Please help us to, again, see you in your word. Thank you so much for your sacrifice for us that we can stand holy in front of you even though we are very unrighteous. <laughs> Please help us to remember that daily and glorify you because of it. Amen. So I'm going to speak from Romans 8, chapter, or chapter 8, verses 1 through 16 tonight. And... Yeah, let's go ahead and read it. Chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh. Yeah, he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ, Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the, of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit are of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So I've been to a couple mosques in my life. Uh, at both times that I went, I had I it, well, first time was for a like a church youth retreat thing, and then the second time was this last last semester for a college for a uh, class. We went to a kind of a world religion sort of thing, and is Islam states that there is that Jesus is a prophet. He's not God but that God is perfectly just and perfectly holy. So at both times that I've gone to a mosque, I've asked this question, and they've never really given me a good answer to. <laughs> uh, I've asked, how can a perfect and holy just God count somebody as righteous and let him into heaven without some other sacrifice? How is that possible? And they've never really answered that. But we say the same thing, except we have a good explanation. <laughs> so if you look verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. 
for us who are in Christ Jesus. How is that possible? I mean, God is perfectly holy. He's perfectly just. And yet, we're, we're wicked. We, need, we inherently are condemned to hell. But, some, but Paul is saying right here, there's no condemnation. I think to find the answer, we have to look back a little bit to Romans chapter 5 and then 6 and 7. So chapter 5, he, Paul states kind of the purpose of the law. He says the purpose of the law is to expose our sin. It's to show us that this is what we're supposed to do, but then in the end we can't actually ever do it. Um, and then, then move on to chapter... Well, then later in chapter 5 he says that um, we are... That, let's see. Yeah, chapter 5 says that we have been given this free gift, however this free gift of Christ, so we are this uh, this sin that we're that the law exposed, we're free from that. So then the, through by grace. And then chapter six he says he asks the question because it's obviously going to come up, can we just sin freely then? So grace may abound? No. He immediately says no. <laughs> uh, because by the law Shows us our sin, and it exposes our sin. So by put it by sinning, we're putting ourselves back under the law, and we are condemning ourselves by sin, by putting ourselves under the law. Then chapter seven, but we're I mean we're not perfect, obviously we all sin. Then chapter seven he says, we're dead to the law. The law. We're dead. I mean, there's nothing the law has on, on us anymore because we are dead to it. So, this, he works through this until eventually he gets to, all of this adds up to chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because we are dead to the law through Christ Jesus and his sacrifice to us. And he says that also in verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. We are free, and it's amazing. It's mind-boggling, really. Uh, and then uh, he explains a little more in, chapter, in verse 3. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and, excuse me, and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh. So Christ came, he died, and in his death and his resurrection he condemned sin. So we are, instead of us being condemned for the sin in us, he condemned sin and it was drawn out into him as long as we have the spirit of life, which is the Holy Spirit. Then he goes on. The purpose for all of this, chapter, or verse, sorry, chapter, mm -hmm. verse 4, in all of the purpose of all of this is in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk according to the flesh, but you would not walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Well, what is this righteous requirement of the law? I think there's some debate about what this, what Paul means by this, and I, I heard one preacher say that it, uh, when Jesus said that the law was embodied by love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, then this righteous requirement of the law is to love, love one another. But I don't think that that's quite what Paul is getting at. I think that 
since he, he's talking about the law here, I think what he's talking about is that this is this is fulfilling God's promise to Israel to give life and rest, give life so that they can rest in Him. It's His fulfillment of of the law, and it's kind of ironic. His fulfillment of the law is our death to it. <laughs> uh, so then he goes on, and he says. He, he makes this huge contrast between the flesh and the spirit. He says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. spirit. So the flesh, the mindset of the flesh is ungodliness. They're focused on themselves. They're focused on the world, on everything that is not God. It, in the, it, ultimately, it's making a God out of yourself. And then, but the mindset of the spirit is godliness. It's exalting God. Uh, and the motivation of the, the mindset on the spirit is God. And verse six: For to set, yeah, yeah, for to set the mind on the flesh is death. This mindset of ungodliness leads to death. It's putting yourself back under this law that Christ is freed us from. Um, but but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And I would take this to mean that there is zero hope for anybody outside of Christ. I mean, nothing... I mean... You do not choose God. God chooses you. God is God is the one who orchestrates your salvation. You can you have zero part in it. I mean, for it does not uh, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God. Indeed, it cannot. It it doesn't. It's not possible for it to submit to God. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Period. So there's this contrast between those who are in the flesh cannot please God and then those who are in the spirit cannot not please God in a sense because again of Christ's death. But then he then he says you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Again, he's moving, he's working through this contrast. But he's saying, you do not have this. You, you are not part of this as long as you have the Spirit of life. And I, I, actually, I think this lines up really well with what Jared was saying last week. Um, this role of the Spirit is to convict of sin and... So if you do not have this conviction of this sin that is the law, then you do not have salvation. Verse 9. Yeah, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ is not belonging in. 
But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. He's continuing with this. The body is dead because of sin. So flesh, I mean, our, like I said before, we, we all sin still. We all have this inherent desire and will to sin, but Christ has freed us from that. Our body is not subjected to that anymore. Well, it is, but our spirit is not subjected to that anymore because it has been almost taken over by God's spirit. We, we, I mean, the Bible describes it as an enslavement to God and into, instead of an enslavement to sin. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So the spirit raised Jesus from the dead. He gave us life. We were dead. I mean, like I heard this zombie deer epidemic thing going around. Uh, these, these deer are walking around like zombies. I mean, that's like all of us. And then all of a sudden, we just get the cure. Because of Christ's death, we, you know, he died on the cross so that we could find new life through his death. So then, brothers, we are, verse 12, so then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. We have no, no right, no desire to live for the flesh because we are not, we have no debt to the flesh anymore. Because we're no longer slaves to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So the Spirit, we're now enslaved to the Spirit. So the role, the, I guess, duty, in a sense, of the Spirit is to put to death the deeds of the flesh, which is opposing the Spirit. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. That's pretty amazing, really. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The flesh leads to death, but the spirit leads to life. But the spirit also makes us children of God. We are considered, in God's eyes, perfect. We, I mean, there's no other way for God to see us as perfect than... Uh, to accept us as his children like Christ was. Christ was his son, and he he sees Christ instead of us, in a sense. So, in his judgment of us, he's um, saying, okay, yeah, you were sinful, but Christ's blood has covered you, and uh, I see you now as a son instead of this condemned unrighteous person basically and, and we are his children we have been adopted into his his family so uh, we're yeah we do not equal Christ but we are fellow heirs with him provided that we suffer as it says in verse 17 uh, if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and follow, fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him, in order that we may also be glorified with him. Provided we suffer 
Christ suffered on the cross, he expects us to suffer as well um, as Christians because the world will hate us, to put it simply. Uh, Now, verse 17 and verse 11, all and verse 1 are all completely connected. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. If the Spirit dwells in you, verse 11, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. There is no condemnation, so you will get this, he will give you life because of that, and then you will suffer, and because of that, and as a result, you will be glorified with him. There's this, it's laced, like a, follow this train of thought through the whole thing. Um, so I think this is something that a lot of people like to think about in a sense, kind of I mean this is the this is what the gospel is this is the freedom but uh, I think a lot of times we don't like how it gets there um we like to know that we're saved, but we don't like to think about, well, now I need to put off this old flesh. We, I need to stop doing this sinful stuff. Uh, and I think that inherently the Spirit will sanctify you or uh, have a continuing work in you to bring out the... It'll move you, push you toward righteousness until eventually we make it to heaven. Uh, so I guess well, think long and hard on your salvation because it's really amazing. I mean, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Even though we are, we deserve death. We deserve condemnation. Now, if you do not have the Spirit, I want to beg you, pray for you and plead with you please be reconciled to God Uh, put off the flesh and uh, come back to Christ or come to Christ he is the ultimate joy of any life all ahead so I guess we'll pray <laughs> Lord thank you that we can be here together tonight again and, and again and again please help us to remember and think much upon your glory and your salvation for us please help us to wonder at it help us to glory in, in it and give you glory because of it thank you for your son because it's only by him that this is even possible. And help us to uh, come away uh, with new eyes seeing you tonight. In your name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. 
more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.